Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Buffalo Common Council member Rashid Wyatt. Rashid, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Now, uh, a lot of stuff happening. It seems like the, the Common Council has had such a uh, busy start to the year. Uh, let's start with uh, what happened this week in the approval of two new positions. Um, let's start with the emergency coordinator. Uh, what will this position be, and how did we come to needing this position? Well, I think the recent blizzard and other things have shown that we needed someone that coordinates um, our emergency response and actually helps us prepare for those type of situations. So I was very proud of working with my colleagues to make certain that we had an emergency manager and a fleet manager as well to assist in making sure we have the type of equipment and the equipment that we need for certain emergencies are is in good order. So I was really proud that do this. I think this is uh, money well spent on um, an emergency manager to make certain that, again, um, the next time we have a emergency, we have someone that is not only um, preparing us, but also coordinating the activities afterwards, because in order to get FEMA money and those dollars, you need data to report to the federal government in order to get reimbursements. And I think everyone can agree that, you know, after the blizzard, like you said, uh, the emergency coordinator position uh, would be perfect in the city of Buffalo. But outside of blizzard response, what this would be a full time position. What else would this person uh, take care of? What would be on their desk any given day? Well, I think they have a full plate right now once they get the position, because there's a lot of things that they should be doing, preparing us to put us in a better position than we were from this past blizzard. I mean, we're going to have other emergencies aside from just blizzards and weather-related. I think the weather-related probably takes the lead because of climate change and those things. Um, but when we think about the mass shooting that happened uh, on at Tops, um, and then we, you know, those type of things will be part of their response as well. So again, it's just not so for weather-related. It's for emergency response preparedness. And I think that, that that person is going to have a huge task in front of them. Because I think some of it, too, is that we have to help the public to prepare. I mean, sometimes when we hear things like the uh, when we talked about the blizzard, some folks may not have believed it. Um, and so they weren't unprepared. So I think that emergency response person will be crucial in helping give us information to the public and at large on how we can better prepare um, for these types of situations. Now, there was also talk of a Homeland Security coordinator. Would that be the same position or is that a separate position? That, that's the same position. That's the same position. So they would also be looking at Homeland Security and coordinating uh, with county and state resources? 
Yes. Well, actually, to be quite honest, that that is the position that we approved. It was the title was Homeland Security. We kept talking about emergency manager, but we found something um, in the city's um, list of positions, and that was a position that was not fulfilled years ago. So we utilized that position. That's the actual position. And when will uh, the position be filled? Do you have candidates? Is this something an interview process that the Common Council will take care of? Um, right now, we're that's the administration's role, and so I'm hopeful that the council president will have us, or he'll be at the table to kind of get some input on the candidate. Um, because again, I think this is something that the council pushed um, very uh, dramatically, and I'm hopeful that we have some input in approving that person once they are s- signed up. Now, you also mentioned that a fleet manager position was approved as well. What would that? Uh, what would that? person do what would that job be as fleet manager that that person will be assessing the city's fleet of equipment and making certain that we have all the equipment that is in good repair if we need to get additional pieces of equipment they will coordinate that currently that's happening in three different departments Um, we think that we have to have one main person to oversee that as well as they'll be assisting the homeland security um, coordinator as well now, you talk about the blizzard, obviously, and, you know, the lessons learned from the blizzard. We know NYU is doing a study. What are you hoping to see from this study? And, you know, these positions were one response to uh, the blizzard and other things, but and to the blizzard. What would you like to see as a result of this study? And what would you like to see the city of Buffalo do to be prepare for the next time uh, we're hit with a blizzard like we were in December? Well, I'm really hopeful that 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 response is something that's transparent and very honest, um, because when I read the report um, that we got, um, you know, it's it, it, it doesn't seem as transparent as we would like. Um, and I think that if we're going to make sure that we respond well the next time, we have to be honest in what our failures were. And I don't think that saying you didn't get something done in, an, in a major emergency is a bad thing. It's a major emergency. Now, if it was just a run-of-the-mill thing, one of the same things that we've done, then that's an issue. But it was an emergency. I think we need to have some learned lessons from it so that we can build on it so that the emergency manager or the Homeland Security coordinator can take that data and that information and start looking through it and making sure that we're prepared the next time. You know, would the the fleet manager to to, uh, keep an eye on the equipment, make sure it's up to date if there needs to be additions or repairs? Do you think or or do you know in December were there issues with the um, equipment that the city of Buffalo has currently? Yeah, there was some issues with the equipment, and some of the equipment was down. Um, but at that time, we did not, we weren't unaware of that. So, um, I believe we had maybe sixty pieces total. But there were of those sixty pieces, I want to say there were maybe a fifteen to twenty that may have been down or being repaired. Um, so now we only had you know about forty. So again, having that information and being aware of it helps us to make better decisions because sometimes we just have to appropriate the money. We need to make sure that our equipment during snow time is available because we don't know what may happen with climate change. There's so many things that are happening in our world and we have to be prepared. We cannot be waiting to the last minute to start putting things in action. We have to start preparing for those things. And I think there's a lot of information, a lot of organizations, a lot of 
cities that have gone through similar situations that we could be learning from. So I'm hopeful that that person, the Homeland Security person, as well as the fleet manager can start, you know, accumulating that information and um, making sure that we are in better shape the next time we have an emergency. Speaking of, of being in better uh, better shape for an emergency, um, you know, we took a lot of calls uh, during the blizzard of people on side streets in the city that, you know, took several days uh, before they saw the first plow. Is that something that will be addressed by the emergency coordinator? Absolutely. And actually, we should be talking about that right now as we go into the budget cycle, because what we found out during some of the briefings is that those plows were after a foot of snow are ineffective. Um, so, you know, for us to be going through and thinking that we're going to see a plow on every side street when we had, you know, feet of snow um, was just an unreasonable expectation that we weren't even aware of. So, again, this emergency or their Homeland Security coordinator will assist us as well as the fleet manager in making sure we have the right equipment um, to help us out in these in the state of emergencies. Now, uh, a few weeks ago, we also learned about the lack of fluoride in the water that goes back to 2015. What was your reaction to hearing that uh, information? Um, I was just absolutely astonished um, because I I don't know how that got through without the council having some um, feedback on. And as we had some individuals come from the Dental Society and other groups regarding this, um, there were some protocols that the city was supposed to take up and do um, to do that, and I don't believe any of those things were taken up. Um, we're still waiting for a briefing um, because this is a lawsuit. We can't talk about it in the public. It's, it's about the particulars, um, but we haven't been briefed as of yet on the details behind um, what happened and how it went down. Yeah, we were waiting for that um, that meeting with the uh, the head of the Water Authority, and then was it the day of they uh, said they could no longer comment because of the lawsuit? Yes. And that's standard, you know, and I understand it, um, but I think there could have been someone there to help him with some of the questioning to make certain that, you know, we're not saying anything that's, you know, going to hurt the city. Um, But I I don't know. I think the city is already hurt because I think um, there's hundreds of thousands of people who thought we had fluoride and even the council members, none of us knew that they stopped putting fluoride in the water. So. I, I don't know how we got out of that one. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned the uh, the upcoming budget and, and budget talks. Uh, what are you hoping to see in this budget, and what are you hoping to push uh, before the budget is passed? Well, one of the things is absolutely to make certain that we have the right equipment in place. Um, after this emergency, um, the blizzard, it really exposed us in some areas. So I'm really hoping to the, do that. I think as you talked about the residents who were complaining about not seeing a plow on their side streets, um, we have to do better in delivery of services for our residents. And it's honestly just being honest. Um, what we need, let's get it together. Let's make certain the public is aware of our, you know, some of the things that we need. Because, you know, in some cases, um, they can give us that feedback. That's why we've been asking for e- feedback from residents regarding the, the snow um, issues. Um, but again, hearing from the public and making our, our budget based on the needs of the public and their sentiments, I think is really important today. Councilmember, I, I meant to ask you one more question with the blizzard, and it completely, uh, I completely forgot it. Uh, talking about alerting people, because like you said, and I, I agree with you, I think a lot of people either heard about it and said, okay, it's not going to be that big of a deal, or, you know, I mean, 
a lot of people aren't plugged into news 24-7, 365. Believe me, if I didn't work here, I wouldn't know what was going on. Um, right. So, so are, is the city working on a way to alert people if it's with their smartphones, if it's with signs on expressways, uh, to, to alert people so they get the extent of something when we have something like the blizzard of 22 heading toward the city of Buffalo? Well, I think we need to learn from those organ- those cities that have hurricanes and tornadoes and those things. How do they go about preparing and getting people made aware of it? I, I don't think we did an adequate job. I think we need to do a better job. And I think that we need to listen to the public on how we can do that. One of the problems that we currently have is that we used to have um, public access, that we could have a station um, on um, the Spectrum pro- uh, uh, program to we could be on there 24-7 because we had the ability to just stream it. Um, I know that that wasn't help, wouldn't help people that don't have power, but the people who do have power, we could have been on live telling them and giving them updates on where we were. Um, I think that's critically important, um, even if it's not a blizzard, but there's other crises that could be happening that we should be available to the public getting that information. Um, so the, the uh, Homeland Security Coordinator will be tasked with that. How do we do a better job in coordinating? I think I've, I've put forth, well, I did put forth a resolution to put the um, the arms, safety arms on the 33. Again, ways to keep people aware. They may not know what's on the 33. When you get there and you're trying to get home to your family, you think that's a good way to get there, but don't know that there's feet of snow on the 33. So there's other mechanisms that we can put in place to keep the public safe. But I think, again, the Homeland Coordinator will be really essential in working with the Common Council and other municipalities within our Western New York to help us do a better job in making certain that the public is safe. Well, when we get the results of that study, as the budget um, negotiations are going on, hopefully we can have you back on the show, uh, Council Member. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask every guest this question today. The big game, it's not what we were hoping for, but Kansas City, Philadelphia, who do you think is going to pull out and win the NFL this year? Uh, Joe, that's a tough one. But you know what? I'm going to go with AFC. I'm going to go with Kansas City. I think you're right, and I I hope you're right. Uh, Council Member Rasheed Wyatt, always great talking with you. You too, Joe. Thank you for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.